Howdy. What up, listeners? Okay. <laughs> What's up? That's the new way we start the show is me going, what up, listeners? Howdy. What up, nerds? Howdy, yokes. Before we get started today, I want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Ice is brought to you by the spirit of Christmas. Unless you don't celebrate Christmas, in which case, that's still why we did it. That's still how this happened. Yeah, we're Christmas people. <laughs> like, but I mean, it's okay if you don't celebrate Christmas. I think I fall closer to the candle nights level of celebration, which would be the like, what I'm going to call the like non-religious, but like winter solstice. Even in the heyday of, of my religious fervor, I was more, I was always more Santa Claus at Christmas trees than Jesus Christ in manger scenes. Yes. Yes. Not that I'm against Jesus Christ in manger scenes, but you know what I mean? This episode, I'm a little bit against your neighbor's manger scene at the end of the end of the roadway there. Really? Yeah. I don't know, it's just aggressive. All right. I mean, at Easter they do a full cross with the with the blood and everything. I don't think they do. And the, and the crown of thorns. That would be wild. <laughs> I don't know. I just if you live on the corner, like be a little considerate. I think that is them. I think that is the, in their mind that is considerate. Right. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> um, I like the across the street they have the blow ups. Oh, your neighborhood goes all out. I love it. I know, but across the street they have the blow ups, and and my daughter. Loves them. She oh, thinks wow. they're there for her. For wow, her that wine sucks. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're drinking white wine tonight. It's probably going to be a little bit of a loosey-goosey episode, as our Christmas episodes usually are. I actually have a couple things I want to talk about on the loosey-goosey episode. On the loosey-goosey episode. Well, this, so this is going to come did. out Christmas Day. Is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I never actually remembered to post the uh, Eurotrip episode. Wow. Yep. So, uh, but we've posted an episode every Christmas since we started the show, and we don't have time to record another episode of <laughs> Now on Christmas. So this is going up on Christmas Day, 100%. So, howdy, Hooks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Garland. And I'm Ethan Edgehill, and I'm going to I'm gonna take the Santa hat off. I'm going to stop fidgeting with it. <laughs> it's too small for my head. And today, we're visiting the ghost of Christmas past. Or maybe we're just haunting the worst person ever. So strap on your petticoat. And please stop singing. Because today we're bringing you... Spirited! Spirited came out this year. It's that Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell movie. You might have watched it. You might not. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's pretty good. I love a good Christmas Carol adaptation. I love the Christmas Carol. I love adaptations yeah. there. And so for it's, me, it gets plus points for that every single time. And um, I like the, I like, I like it. This is, this may be a guilty pleasure. I like it when non singer actors go in on a singing. Part. There were some songs in this movie that were unreasonably good for the movie. There were some, there was, I think it's a, like this, a Will Ferrell song towards the end where he's singing like high notes for like two minutes straight. Yeah. Well, Will Ferrell can sing. Can he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's a song and dance man. Um, and then Ryan Reynolds had that that banger towards the front. Ryan Reynolds, I thought could sing better. Honestly, if you asked me, can Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds sing better than that? I would have said yes. I like that he couldn't do much. But better. you know what this was? This was Christmas Free Guy. Yeah, it was just fun. It's a fun movie. It was long. It was very very long. Oh my god. It is it is two full hours long, uh, which is really longer than any Christmas movie needs to be. Yeah, like I, I should be able to, to if I'm not watching with commercials, I should be able to power through like three or four Christmas movies. Yeah, of 90, an evening. 90 minutes, I feel like is a long Christmas. Yeah, movie. yeah. Like the the Illumination Grinch is like an hour and 22 minutes. And that's yeah. choice. Have you heard the theory about the Illumination Grinch? What theory that that particular Grinch? Oh, is uh, lived. It was supposed to supposed live on to live the in, on the in, in Horton, on the dust. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. That's that's a that's a good little fan theory you've got there. Good little redemption for Horton Hears a Who, which Although was simply I, awful. I do think they talk about. So it's not canon like to the book, but the 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 theory comes from the story that's told in the live action Grinch, which is that like Who children arrive on snowflakes. On not on snowflakes. No, they live in, on a in, snowflake. They live on a snowflake. They arrive on like in like parachuted bassinets. bassinets yeah yeah um my understanding when i watched that movie this year was that that was a way to explain to taylor momsen who plays cindy lou who like sex without talking about sex like that was their version of like the stork story i i didn't take that as like a true myth within the mythos or i took it as a myth within the within the myth well i mean the grinch is not a person well he's a person he's not a human or who? So like it is it is a method no, of explaining. No, but he is so this is if we go back to the the live action Grinch, 
He is raised by two women. And yes. I think that they are making some sort of statement there. Lesbians treat their dogs like people. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to. No, I thought you were not... going sincerely like terrible with it. Um, like a Grinch could only come from a gay couple. <laughs> like, I mean, the, I, the, the, the Jim Carrey Grinch is secretly extremely homophobic. Yes, it, it is the first children's movie I ever saw that pro projects uh, a female couple, like an all-female couple. And it's and it's and it's and it's, it's, it's violently homophobic. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly the Grinch is is not. I think it's it's honestly a way to explain. Like, not even explain sex, but to avoid explaining how the Grinch happened. Right. Because the Grinch is like a Jesus of pure hate. Right. Like, he's. He okay, is, hold on. It's not like at the end. He is immaculately born. It's not like. Okay. I understand you don't like the manger scene, but it's not like at the end of Matthew. It's like, <laughs> and then Jesus actually stole Christmas from everyone and his heart shrunk two sizes. No, that I'm talking day. about the. I'm not talking about the. I'm saying Jesus stole Christmas. <laughs> right. But it's not like Jesus does something to make his heart shrink at the end of the book. No, but like he makes a sacrifice. Right. And the Grinch makes a sacrifice. He learns from the sacrifice. I didn't say he was reverse Jesus. Okay. I said he was Jesus born of hate. G the Grinch. If Jesus is an immaculate being conceived of the love of God, the Grinch is an immaculate being conceived of the hate of God. The love of lesbians. <laughs> the love of lesbians. That was the most batshit sentence. I've, I didn't know where I was going with that when I started it. That was the most batshit sentence I've ever said on this podcast. Um, the hate of God. If I have offended Christians, I sort of apologize. Uh, but I don't think I'm that wrong. I do think the Grinch falls more into the category of the prodigal son, though. We're not here to talk about the Grinch, though. We're here to talk about a, literally a different, so, like, multi-adapted canonical Christmas story. This is kind of where I want to have the conversation, though. Who is the, I think, ooh, actually, I'll go with the word iconic, but also your favorite. Who is, who would you draft first between the Grinch, okay? Oh, who would I take in a draft, the Grinch or the Ebenezer ghost Scrooge? Of, no, it goes oh. to Christmas Past. Ghost of Christmas Past. I, or Ebenezer Scrooge. Do you feel like Scrooge is... is I feel like... I feel the, like Scrooge is the Grinch in, yeah, in, but, in The Christmas Carol. For sure. But is he the iconic character? All right, fine. Draft of Christmas movie heroes that need to learn a lesson. Let's, you know, you know, we'll be one of those podcasts, right? We'll do the, you know, we'll do the draft thing. Who do you, who do you got? I'll give you first pick. Um, I do, I do think I take The Grinch. You taking Grinch? I think I take. I'll Grinch. take George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. George Bailey's good. I would go Scrooge. Yeah, you do get you do get an advantage being the the, the snake draft or the non snake draft is not working for me here. Um, let's see. I'm taking Liam Neeson's son in Love Actually. Oh, because he does kind of start off like a like a menace. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't. Do the Wet Bandits ever learn their lesson? They made a sequel, so certainly not. But at the end of the second one, when the pigeon lady attacks. If you're at, I don't know what happened at the end of, of the second Pierce Morgan dressed as a pigeon lady, which Grinch, which Grinch. Yeah. Which Grinch are you taking? Cause like there's one George Bailey. There's one Thomas Brody Sangster. I don't remember his name. Daniel. Daniel's Liam Neeson. Daniel. That's Daniel. Is it Daniel? Daniel's a kid. Eight is a lot of legs. Eight David. is a lot of legs. David. David's a good one too. I haven't honestly. watched. Dan I haven't watched that this year. Oh, it's on my, I, I got a lot of, so I, we're, we're spending Christmas at Caitlin's parents house. So like, I'll just be watching Christmas movies for four days, four or five days. So I got a lot of stuff to do. A lot of movies. A lot of watch. movies to watch. Um, so wet bandits don't really learn their lesson. But I think, I think, what is the freaking kid's name? Macaulay Culkin. Kevin McAllister. Kevin. Yeah. I you think Kevin, Kevin does learn his lesson. You taking Kevin. I will take uh, Jesper from Klaus. Ooh. Postman. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see. I've got, I've got a violent crew. You do. You're, you're, I think you could take a, there's a really good pick that I would make in this, uh, from a movie I don't like very much, but a, a, a pick I, that I would take in this spot if I was you. Uh, the name that comes to mind is Walter from Elf. Walter the dad? Yeah. Ooh, that is a really good one. Yeah. Man, that is a really good one. Yeah. Okay. Then take I'm, that one to the bank. I'm going to take the pick that you didn't take here. Okay. I'm going to take Tim Allen, Santa Claus from the Santa Claus. Ooh, that is having Santa on your team is good. Uh, having like, like canonically magical Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's good. I guess I got one more pick. Yeah. Of a reformed Christmas character of a reformed Christmas character. Yeah. Shoot. Dang, man. 
Man, Walter from Elf was a great pick. You didn't oh see that God. one coming. No, at all. I did not. I suddenly can't remember a single Christmas movie. I know. Right? <laughs> I'm I'm out now. Um we gotta do one more. We gotta do one more. Uh I think this is why Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. Because you can't take John McClane. Because you can't take John McClane. No. It's not like at the end he's like, oh, I've discovered the meaning of Christmas. The meaning of Christmas, yeah. Yeah. And so you can't take Hans Gruber. He's dead. He dies, yeah. Yeah. You ever seen uh what's that one people freaking love? Alan Rickman. Love actually. No, obviously. Well, Alan Rickman in Love actually is a weak pick in this draft. He sort of learns that lesson. There's also already, I mean. Joni Mitchell. The Joni Mitchell CD man is is a good. It's a good enough gift that it almost makes Emma Thompson look like the villain for a minute. <laughs> almost for being cheated on. For being cheated on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, golly. Um, I'll tell you what, man. People try to point issues out in that movie to me every year, and this is just my toxic trait. Is I won't listen. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. They'll be like the the Portuguese girl can't consent because they don't speak English, and it's just like I don't. I don't care. He, he learns Portuguese. He learns sort of. Portuguese. Portuguese. Uh, what, a, what a language. Uh, uh, Christmas movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Christmas movies. All The only name I can think of is Robert Langdon, which is... You <laughs> cannot take, the, you the cannot take Robert Langdon for the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Robert Langdon, I think, would go pretty high in all-time Roberts, though. Uh, give me give me Lucy. Like Lucy from Charlie Brown? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I get behind that. Um, I'm taking Jack Skellington. Whoa. Yeah. He does learn the meaning of Christmas. Yeah. He, that, I think, cements it as a Christmas movie, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not a Halloween movie. This is Halloween. Yeah, but like, it, it, it is like, it's not, it's not spooky enough for that. It's, you can't, you can't have, because in, even in the, even in the, um, in the song, in I Miss You by Blink-182, he says, we'll have Halloween on Christmas. You can have Halloween on Christmas. You can't have Christmas on Halloween. You could dress up as Santa. Not without it being weird. Or Buddy the Elf. The part in this movie, in Spirited, where uh, Will Ferrell won't give the time of day to the person dressed as Buddy the Elf. I so think good. There's an un- so this movie is full of references to movies these other two have been in, specifically Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. There is an underrated one. Hugely underrated. Okay. The climax of the movie is a Stranger Than Fiction reference. Oh, he gets hit by the bus? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That honestly, that is I, I was I was very sold on this movie and then it got very long. And I was just like, okay, are we gonna just because at first I thought we were just gonna end it where like where they lose. Where like Craig Craig? Is that his name? Clint. Clint. Clive? Clint. Clint. Because it was all caps, it would, it would look like. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Clint Briggs. Clint Briggs, yeah. Where I thought he wasn't going to learn, like I, that he wasn't going to learn the lesson. And then, then he did. And I'm like, okay. I thought it was going to be like an inception thing. And, where, then, he, and then he fucking dies. <laughs> he I like, knew he was going to, I knew he was going to take the spot of Will Ferrell's character. He learned his lesson and then immediately fucking well, dropped they, dead. They hint at it earlier on when, when, when Scrooge like, is like, yeah. how long were you alive? Three, Three and, and a half, half weeks. <laughs> yeah. Biggest killer back then was January. That was a good line. Uh, but I, I thought maybe they were going to do an inception thing where they were like, okay, we'll send Scrooge back into the real world, but that's all still the dream. Yeah. Yeah. When he woke up in bed with Ryan Reynolds, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You definitely can't think about the, the logistics of it for too long. No, I've seen a lot of reviews for this that say it's definitely better suited for Broadway. Um, that would be the coolest thing. Yeah. This was, this was humongous. That, um, yeah, that it really was. It would be a, a very neat show. But that song that Octavia Spencer sings over and over again, The View From Here, mm-hmm. that is like a properly good musical number. Like yeah. it didn't feel like, oh, they just, you know, wrote this for a mu-. Because some of it felt like, oh, it's a big band movie musical number that we needed for the Netflix movie musical. And Octavia Spencer starts singing this song about, you know, like being. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. It felt like it was out of Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. You know, some Pasek and Paul pop musical kind of thing. And I was like, where is this coming from in this in this Christmas Carol adaptation? They're coming for the Oscar. That's what they're doing. They're coming for the best original song. Best original song Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> um, because weird, the Al Yankovic story is not eligible. Can I tell you something? Yeah, you can tell me about her. We talk every year. We do this freaking episode. And every year around this episode and the next one, we talk about New Year's resolutions and how they're either like an eye roll or they're such a great thing. I really don't know where we currently stand on it and what we said last year about it. I don't either. I don't think I made any. Uh I have no idea if I did. Yeah. That was a whole other person back then. Yeah. Um, but it's here's been a long year and a very short year at the same time. Can I give you a New Year's resolution? For sure. Me? 
Yeah. I am so tired of not knowing how to fucking wrap presents. <laughs> this is the stupidest. <laughs> it is fold paper on box. I tried very hard to. How learn. do you mess this up so bad? Me. How do we <laughs> mess this up so bad? I tried very hard to learn last year around this time. And I like, so we were, I remember it was, it was the day. It's Christmas Eve. Okay, I'm waiting for Kate to get off work so we can go drive up to her parents' house. Like I have a eight and a half week old puppy mm-hmm. who is just hates me for putting him in the crate while I'm trying to wrap <laughs> presents. He's so mad. He's screaming at me the whole time. And I'm watching the YouTube video. It's like turn the box, you know, catty corner. To, so it's it's you know not lined up with the paper, and then you just you know you just fold it over and, uh, and you fold it again, and then you fold it again. And I'm like the wrapping paper's not big enough. Like. Yeah, I see what you're doing here, but it's not it's not wide enough. My box is too big for this. And like, oh yeah, this only really works with like flat boxes. And I'm like, that'd have been nice to know before I started it. I also I bought like here's the trick. Don't buy cheap wrapping paper. Expensive wrapping paper. Buy expensive wrapping paper. The key, I'll tell you the number one. Got the grid on the back. Butcher paper. Butcher paper. Yeah, that's a good one. But either way, I bought some of the cheapest like dog shit wrapping paper ever last year. And I just I fought with it and fought with it and fought with it. My presence looked awful. I saw a TikTok this year that I've I've thought about it every minute of every day since I saw it. It was somebody asked a question on a gift wrapping TikTok, and it was how would you wrap a uh, a pop pop like yeah. like a soca over here cork yeah without it looking like a soca or a cork or like a pop. And what they did was they wrapped well, like it. an unboxed Funko Pop. Yeah, no, 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 a boxed Funko oh, Pop. Okay, boxed. and what they did is they wrapped it and they twisted the paper on the outside so it looked like a Lindor truffle. <laughs> but like with a square yeah. instead of a circle. And I was like, that's genius. Yeah. I could make my presence look so fun if it looked like these big giant candies under the tree. Yeah. And all they did was like wrap it up in the middle and then kind of just twist the sides. And I was like, yeah. I can do that. I can do that all day. I, I literally cannot do yep. that. I, so around this time last year, your brothers were still doing vlogs. Yeah. And Ben did a segment, in one of his vlogs about trying to wrap a Yeti, Bucket. He got somebody at a like a white elephant thing or secret Santa thing like a like a Yeti bucket. And he's like, it can't be this hard to wrap a bucket. And I got like literally an hour's worth of footage of Ben slowly descending into the madness of trying to wrap a bucket. It's impossible. It's impossible. It is, it is impossible. And then I and then I give it to I give a present to Kate and she comes back. 45 seconds later and it looks perfect. It looks like you got it at Macy's like that. This is what gets me now is now if you learn how to wrap, I don't want to assign gender roles to things, but women are better at wrapping paper. Women are better at wrapping paper. And if you're a woman who's bad at wrapping paper, I commend you for challenging gender norms. Yeah. Because if you are somebody transitioning who is becoming or is now- You got to let me know at what phase in the transition it comes to you. It comes to you because- I have to, like, here's the thing. If I spent the next 12 months, and I mean this, if I spent the next 12 months mastering the craft of wrapping paper, you know what happened next Christmas? Even if I got really freaking good at it. Emily's would still look better. Emily's would look better. Or Emily, this has happened to me twice now. Beth does this. uh, Alice does this. My boss's wife does this. Where they wrap in the butcher paper, and then they draw a scene on it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong and with then you? They got, and then they got twine. Twine. I would think that if I spend a year on it, I'll get to twine. Yeah. I think I would get to twine. They got. Way. They got the one piece of twine that somehow makes a cross around the box. I can't believe that. I. I don't know. Where does it? Where does it? Where does it cross? Where does? Uh, yeah. I. I'm so mad at wrapping paper. I. Uh, because I tell you, I did the lollipop thing. That obviously didn't work. And so then I went out and I got a box shaped present. The first one was a, a, a sweater-shaped present. And I was like, oh my gosh, how fun would this sweater-shaped present be if it, if it looked like a lollipop? Uh, <laughs> and then you see those people that like, they're like, oh yeah, I wanted to make it look like I got my kid a bike when I actually got him an iPhone. Yeah. And they make like construct a bike out of like tubes and paper. And I'm just like- I went out, literally, I got something like this. This was a Christmas gift years ago that Emily never opened. She said it was too advanced for her. Um, I'm about to try this. Anyway. That's that's the hash browns. Is <laughs> Tyler and Ethan Crochet. Tyler and Ethan Crochet. <laughs> I had a box shape present and I started doing that one. Still impossible. Yep. Still cannot yep. be done. Yeah. I d- this is one of those things where like. You don't have to wrap that baby Bjorn, do you? No. Okay, good. That's a big box. This is one of those things where it's like Walter White couldn't have been that good at cooking meth. Because just because you understand the concepts 
doesn't mean you can cook meth. Well, I mean, he can make crystals. That was the thing. So he knew how to make crystals. Okay. He knew how to chemically form crystals. I know. You don't cook meth. You like grow meth. I know in my heart of hearts that if I fold the paper, if I put this on the paper and I do this thing so that I know I have enough paper and I cut it and I fold it the way that it's supposed to, this should come out looking like a perfectly wrapped present. Yeah. It won't do that though. It won't do that, nope. which means Walter White may know in his heart of hearts that if he puts the Percocet and the and the Prilosec and the and the crystals. There is not Percocet in meth. In the Do you think I know what's in meth? Not Percocet. The, the, That's a downer. What's the Sudafed. Sudafed. If yep. I put the Sudafed and the and the chili powder. Chili powder and the gelatin in the oven at 350 degrees, I it would not the first time I did it, it would not come out perfect. It would not come out perfect. No. I would get it wrong. I think I could pick up origami easier than present wrapping. I do too. I thought about that. I thought about, I've thought a lot about what hobbies I want to pick up in 2023. Yeah. Origami has, has, is, is, is it one? Yeah. It's on the list. Crochet has hit the list. I, so I, there's a show on Netflix called blown away about glass blowing. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I know that glass blowing is like surprisingly easy to get into. Is it? It doesn't I, seem like it is. I think like, but and it's a competition show. It's like the great British bake off, but for glass blowers. Yeah. Um, you are the, the singular white person that hasn't watched this show, by the way, for what it's worth. The, the only one. Okay. Um, I, I really expect you to just like, oh yeah, I know. I know. So I would just watch the Christmas version of it. Um, and every time I watch this show, it's like three seasons now and a Christmas season. I am just like disgusted with myself with the fact that I don't like, I can't make things with my hands mm, that I'm yes. not like a, like an artisan, like a Frank D fixer. <laughs> No, not, not even a Frank D fixer like that. I can't like, like I can't go like make you a chair. Yeah. That pisses me off a lot too. Constantly dude. It's just, so I gotta, I gotta find the crochet thing. I think I could do that. Oh, I could definitely do that. I could learn to make a chair. Like I know for a fact I could learn to make a chair. You know, which one, not even like, Oh, it can't be that hard to make a chair. It's just like, I'm a hundred percent certain I could learn to make a chair, but I, I don't I, like all these people make stuff. I don't make stuff. And I always feel like I should I should make something. I should be working with my hands. Do you know which one I get into a lot? What? I, this is a rabbit hole I fall down is repairing and restoring. Laptops is one, and I think that would be fun, but like old video game consoles is one that really gets me. Really? Because it looks like you don't have to solder. I could solder. Uh, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Once you tell me there's <coughs> liquid metal involved, I'm... I don't know if I could solder like... I don't know if I could solder like a PCB. I don't even know what that is. Printed circuit board. No, that's crystal meth. Printed crystal beth. <laughs> Printed crystal beth. Yeah, I don't know if I could solder on like a circuit board, but like, I mean, I've repaired guitars and stuff before. Nope. I could I'd like to do that. I could confidently change the pickups on a guitar. I'm pretty sure with pickups on a guitar, uh, the ones I see are all very expensive and you just pull them out and put new ones in. That's not true. There's little magnets. Nope. None of that. Yep. You don't do that. Like, literally none of them do that. Because speakers are magnets. Well, no, they have magnets in the pickups, but like you got to solder them in. There's a wire. Spell solder. S-O-D. Uh, sorry. S-O-L-D-E-R. I hate that. Solder. I, Soldering. I'm so mad at that. Um, I know how to solder. Once I get to solder, that's when I'm like, nope. This is, this is not, yeah, no, I, I know how to do that uh, again. Like, I don't know that I could like, Ooh, what about, what about book binding? Every time I see one of those, I'm like, this is, this, this is the thing I should be into. This is the thing. He's like taking books and making them leather. I'm, I'm always afraid though, that if I learn this skill, this is, the, this is the one, this is welcome to therapy with Tyler where I'm the patient. If I can do it, it can't be that hard. That's not true. It can't be that. That's not like giving yourself any credit. It can't be that impressive because if I could do it, any, any, tr anyone could do it. Yeah, it's definitely not true. I feel like I have a habit of taking shortcuts. I mean, that's fair, but like, it's not about your habits. Yeah. Like, like this is, this is one, you know, how we can solve Rubik's cubes. Yeah. I've never had any interest in speed. It has always been like, a, no, yeah, I haven't either fidget because, well, the thing is like, I know that I'm not good at doing stuff faster than other people. Like, Ooh, interesting. Like Ooh, I don't stunning. I don't think I'm not confident in my ability. So what you're telling me is you're a loser and you know it. Yeah. So like, that's the thing is like, I have no desire to get into speed cubing because I, I, I know that there would be like a limit to how good I could be at speed cubing. I, and maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't honestly know. This is kind of something that the podcast has taught me, or maybe I'm projecting something the podcast has taught me 
into other potential hobbies in my life. And when we started the podcast in 2017, truthfully, all you had to have was a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and like you could network in the podcast community. You could do all of these things. In in the year of our Lord 2022, if you want to make it as a podcaster, you are going to make it as a TikToker. Yeah, you a are podcast. a TikToker who has a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have no desire to do that. None. None. I want this podcast to just be what it is. And if it like, and it, it breaks my heart that it won't grow because of the circumstances of the time that we're in yeah. and, and the work that I'm not willing to put in, but it's because the work I'm, I'm like, not, I am not gifted at the work you need to put in to be, to make it on TikTok. Like it does not come easy to me. It does not come naturally to me. It does not come enjoyable to me. Exactly. Like exactly. None get, of those things. I get into that part of it and I'm like, there is a formula to this and I don't like the formula. I don't like the formula. I don't know the formula. I don't know where to find the formula. I don't want to learn the formula. I didn't get into this because I wanted to make TikToks. No. I got into this because I liked the audio medium. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that we even film it, which I don't like, I'm not upset about. I like the filming and I like that there's a video version of it, but this is way beyond anything I ever expected when we started. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like, I understand that like you can watch a, a webinar that'll be like, oh, you just got to chop up your hour and a half podcast into 15 digestible segments and then you upload those as individual pieces. And it's like, I understand the concept of what you're saying. Yeah. I don't want to do. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to upload. I don't want to think about hashtags. I don't want to like the right posts. I just want this. Yeah. This. Yep. This intimate conversation with Tori. <laughs> Tori Wood. Tori Wood. Who are you specifically speaking to? And Ethan Hewlin. And... Nope, just Tori Wood. And no, but I mean, I I mean it though. This like yeah. this is I want I want I like the Facebook group where like occasionally yeah. I, if it was all the time, fine. But like I like how it exists where occasionally somebody will pop in and say, "Hey, I loved what you had to say about that." Or yeah, you know, like I like. So this is this is my thing is like I. But I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just yeah, finish this. Yeah. This is my fear is is if I got into in 2022. And I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I You're feel fine. Really bad You're about not. It. It's totally good. Uh, if I get into in 2023 let's say repairing vintage video game consoles. Yeah. The only way for me to have a steady stream of video game consoles to repair, to repair like old game boys to repair is if I make TikToks about it. Yep. And people send them to me. Yep. And I don't want I <laughs> to do that. I just want to repair them. So recently I built a keyboard like Fun. a, like a mechanical keyboard. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, I really enjoy this. And the whole time I was sitting there like, I should be filming this. I should be making this into a TikTok. It's a keyboard kit and, vi and tutorial that I found on TikTok. I should put it back into the TikTok first. And I got done with it. I'm like, I really enjoy doing that. I would like to do more of these. But the only way I could do more of these is turn it into a side hustle and make cool keyboards, spend a bunch of my money, make cool keyboards, hopefully sell them on Etsy, and then get more orders from my TikToks. And I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I just want to make cool stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, I think crochet is not a bad one for that reason. It's like yarn is yarn is cheap. Yarn's pretty cheap. All things considered, yarn's pretty cheap. Yep. And people will always there's a, there's enough kids, dogs, cats floating around that I could make little bobbles, or even and I, hand I mean, and and fucking pass them out, and somebody will be like, oh cool, I'll use this for two days and forget about it, and that's all I need out of it, right? Well, like I don't, you know, I have a basement. I can put all my bobbles into. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that's the thing is like, they're not going to, they're not, they're not hurting anything. Right. And and it's, it's like, it's not enough time spent. It's not enough money spent that like, if I give it to somebody and they don't actually want it, that I care that they don't right. actually want it. I think I care a little bit. If I made you a beanie had, had the day we met on it and you just threw it away. I wouldn't throw it away. You never wore it. I can't guarantee I'd wear it, but. You think we can narrow down the day we met? I bet we figured it out with a computer. <sighs> yeah. The first day of Yeah. Whatever the last Monday of the, or the first Monday of the last month, whatever the. The first Monday of the last week in August of 2004 was yeah. got to be, got to be it. Got to be very close. Got to be very close to it. I do think it wasn't the first day. I think it was the second day of school. No, it was the first day. Was it? it Tyler, it was my first day in a new school system. <laughs> it was the first day. I, I very, because it was, it was legitimately, I think it was my either last period or second to last period. It was at the end of the day. My last period was, uh, it was not my last period. My last period was history. I had English with Miss Mahalo. I had English with Miss Mahalo's first and second period. I had, I had, yeah, like, like writing last period Mister with Devin Wells and Amelia Cameron. Oh, love them. Um, Scotty went to Oberlin. Scotty went to Scotty for Eurotrip went to Oberlin. People who are listening to this show just after the Eurotrip episode are like, 
Yeah, you guys just <laughs> talked about that. That was two months ago. Was, I think that was it was early November, if not October, that we recorded yeah. that. Oh man. Um I do want to pick up hobbies and and better habits in twenty twenty two. Can I tell you one that I'm ashamed to admit? Yeah. I want to brush my teeth twice a day. I mean, yeah, that would be an improvement for me as well. Uh, you know, that would be a significant improvement you for ever, me as you well. You've gotten on that train for like a couple of weeks and then you're like, God, I feel clean. No, I'm extremely bad at brushing my teeth. Really? I'm extremely bad at brushing my teeth. We just grossed out a lot of people. Yep, sure am. I, people who are good at it think we're the worst. And, and I want you to know, people who are good at it, you have a talent. You. Chris Millahan is not listening to this. He would bring a toothbrush to sleepovers. He would bring an electric toothbrush to sleepovers. Yep. That's yep. I live with my wife and I'm like, Chris I Millahan. Mean, she doesn't want to see me. Chris Millahan teeth. was a 45 year old man from the moment we met him. He would sleep in boxers and a white t-shirt and, and brush his teeth with an electric toothbrush in, in seventh or sixth grade. Like, yeah. He was so good about that. Yeah. He would have like, like, Tommy Hilfiger boxers and a white t-shirt at the peak of my habit tracking before Holden's birth. I was brushing twice a day and I would get it. I was so disciplined about it. I would love to get back to this person. So disciplined about it that if at the end of the day I hadn't brushed my teeth the first time I would brush my teeth twice in a row. I mean, I, and that's the thing is like, I know for a fact that I could do that if I just started the habit. Right. So I actually have been thinking a lot about like, like what I want to do January 1st to like actually cons- can like try to keep up with things this year. Not, not resolutions. I think that's the wrong way to think about it. I think written, no, your new year's resolution is designed to fail um, because the pressure is on it failing. Right. But I know that I could, I mean, I, in 2021, I read 200 books. Yeah. I can commit. I to read something. 200 books, right? That was a, that was a skill I developed over the course of the year. It was a habit I formed over the course of the year. And it was something that I felt weird about putting down for like months. I still to this day, I'm like, because I've, I've decided I'm going to do an abbreviated version of that challenge again next year. And I'm, I'm starting to get the itch, the Jones, where I'm like looking at my shelf, like there's all of those, all of those books on that shelf that, those you could, that you could read. All of those tomes are waiting for you. You can go ahead and start. Yeah, but I'm not going to. You don't have to count anything you've read this year, but like you can. No, but I just want to make it. I make want to make it. Well, that's the thing is like I want to count all the books that I want to read. That's the challenge with books is is I do like especially when it comes to an annual challenge is I don't like starting the year midway through a book. No, yeah, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. Because um, then the whole year I feel like it's an asterisk. Yeah, brushing your teeth is not a bad one. That's something I could I could probably stand to get behind. That's that's one I always think about when I go, come back to like you know I'm I'm. I get very into like self-improvement and habit tracking yes. and, and these things. And that's not that hyper-focus. Is that what we call it when ADHD people? Yeah. That hyper-focus is not what brought me to this conversation. So, because I know you don't like that conversation. I wasn't even thinking about that when we started this conversation and I haven't been researching that lately. Um, brushing my teeth is one that I think about when I, when I look at my ways I want to challenge myself When I look at something like 75 hard or I want to run a marathon or I want to, run a sub 25 K or I want to you, like these hard things that I always want to do. Yeah. I'm always like, what if you just get good at showing up? Yeah. What if you just like I establish a morning routine and stick to I it? I have this problem where like, I, you know, I'll sit around and be like, man, I can't, I can't go to the gym. I don't know my workout plan. <laughs> just go, just go, just do so, pick something up. They've got <laughs> machines with, lift. with little guides on the side of lift them. something, lift something. <laughs> That one gets me all the time or I'll do this. I have a Peloton and I will feel like I even had it in my habit tracker app for a long time. Do a 20 minute exercise you enjoy. And I felt like I'm really dialing myself back. 20 minutes isn't that long. Then as soon as I would sit down on the bike, I'd be like, okay, well I've got to go hard Yeah. and I've got 45 minutes. So I'm going to do a 45 minute workout and I'm going to go hard. Yeah. And because if I don't go hard, I'm not going to get better. Um, which I think there which is, is horse shit, which is horse shit, right? Consistency and showing up is yeah. how you get better. Uh, so what I've been doing instead is open the app, do anything in the app and feel no guilt about it. Yeah. So like 10 minute stretching class. Yeah. Five minute meditation. You know, if you have 20 minutes on the bike, great. 20 minutes on the bike. Sure. Do yeah. just ride for five minutes. Yeah. Just show up. Yeah. And, and that I, I feel like I have to get to brushing my teeth before I can get to just show up. This the is the thing that, this is the thing that pissed me off so much. Cause like I was doing so good with biking earlier this year Yep. where like I was going like four days a week, five days a week sometimes. And like going for as long a ride as I possibly could, I was really enjoying it. 
And I got hurt. And like, not badly, but enough that like I couldn't comfortably ride a bike for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it was June. And then it was the end of June. And it was a hundred fucking degrees out. It was a hot summer. It was a hot summer. And just all of my motivation to get out and like go ride a bike was just evaporated. Yeah. Just vanished. Yeah. And you know, then AK, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get back to it in the fall. I'm gonna get back into it in the fall. I'm gonna get back into it in the fall. And this fall was terrible. The one of the worst on wreck. Like we've had, you and I both have just had a horrible end of this year. And it's that birthday weekend. Yeah, that was great. Couldn't ride your bike that weekend. Couldn't ride my bike that weekend. Didn't have time. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the last time the weather was decent enough to do it. But yeah, and it was just one of those things that like it was it was taken out of my hands. And I know I, I'm getting I'm making excuses, but legitimately like it was I it was so hot and I had lost momentum. I think we also have to find a way to give ourselves grace for making excuses. Yeah. Well, like that's something that that's, like uh, that's not going to happen. I work I've worked sales too long to. I mean, people don't give themselves great. Not just salespeople, but people. I know, but. It's, like it's it's one of those things where it's like there's so much of this of this environment of like the only thing stopping you from being the best you is you and like I, I think it's a lot not about, though I think a lot about how you and I were like 23 24 if you weren't making time for somebody that you wanted to be friends with you knew subconsciously you could you could pull you could read into your subconscious and say I don't know that I really want to be friends with this person because I know that I continue to subconsciously make reasons not to spend time with. Yeah. Them. As a 30 year old with three children yeah. and a very demanding job and two dogs yeah. and a, and a, you know, a marriage. And the reason I'm not spending time with you or anyone yeah. is because I, I, I cannot tell you how badly I want to hang out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like going to the bar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, and I, I think about that a lot about like, there was a t- I, I'm friends with uh, this guy named Tommy, who's a personal trainer, and he's always talking to me about, I mean, let's train for this marathon. Let's let's get big. Let's get swole. Let's do this thing. This, that, and the other. You'll feel so good about yourself. And it's like, Tommy, dude, the barrier of entry to get to where you are, the, like, the four weeks of this sucks, I don't have. Yeah. I wish so badly yeah. that I did. I don't have it. Yeah. I get such a brain block with stuff like this, too, and I, and I hate it, right? Because, like, I know that I'm making excuses for no reason because, like, I'll be like, oh, I want to run a 5K. I'm going to do one of these couch to 5K programs. And it's like, you know, run Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then Monday sucks. Like not even not even that you get up and do the thing, but you wake up Monday morning, you feel like trash. And, you, and it's just like, well, you know, I got I to gotta wait till next Monday. And that's the thing I hate about it. It's like, I cannot fathom starting in the middle of the damn week. Right. I because can't. all of these stupid programs go like, you know, you do, you do it three days a week. And then you start your next week. And so I can't go like, I can't go Monday or Wednesday, Friday, Monday. Start like my, I can't, I can't you wrap my head up around can. I know I can't, I know I can't, <laughs> but I legitimately can't wrap my head around that. Right. So I'm like, I'm just, there's some part of me that's waiting for like my good Monday. Right. There, gonna, are, there are no good there Mondays. There are no good Mondays. It hasn't happened. Um, here's one. Here's one. You live in an apartment. I do. I live in a home. I have a fenced in area in my backyard. Yeah. I think about this one a lot. Or if I live in an apartment, you know how I want to brush my teeth twice a day? Yeah. I want to walk my dogs once a day. Like like take them for like a walk-walk? Like walk. take them, for, like put them on leash and yeah. walk them. Regardless of the weather. Because you have to. Yeah. Pickles has to go outside. Yes. When I li- when we lived in port and we didn't have a backyard. Yeah. Stella I, had to go outside. I got off work at 3.30 in the morning yep. and walked Stella. Yep. Now, it's cold, man. I have to go and walk Pickles. It's cold or it's hot. I had, to walk, I had to walk Pickles before we left. I have to walk him when I go home or it's raining or it's, uh, I wish I know that if my circumstances were different, I would find the time. Yeah. Cause I can imagine a reality where I get a promotion at work and end up in an apartment in Williamsburg and I'll have to walk a dog. Yeah. Two dogs twice a day. That would suck, but I'd do it. Yeah. I'd find the time. You'd find the time. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I would love to have a Peloton. I wish I had space for a Peloton. Put it in your guest room. There's not space for that. You make space. The room's big enough. I'd have to get rid of the bed or something. Mm-hmm. I'm positive you could have a Peloton. They're not that big. You want to go look at I it? I mean, it's, it's not it's, that big. It's big enough that like, I don't know. It's big enough that it would, it would be significantly in the way at all times. I've thought about moving mine more in the way. More in the way? More in the way. I want to move it. I, Emily would never let me do this, but you know that space behind the chaise where like behind it is the front of the house? Yeah. That's where I want it. Okay. I can see that. I mean, it would look awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But that's where I want it because then you can't avoid it. Yeah. Then, then it's staring at you every day. I want to repurpose this basement into a into a man cave again. But like your brother did the thing earlier this year where he did the Peloton every day for a month. I did it for 63 days. 
Did you? Every day? Yeah. Dang. And then Holden was born on day 64. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... And since then, I've ridden it maybe four times. That's the thing. is like, I, I know I would use the Peloton if I had the Peloton because it's it's like fun. It is fun. Um, and and I, it doesn't require me to like get up and drive to the gym. You know what the barrier is with the Peloton? And this is such a stupid problem. What? This special shoes. I have a pair of the shoes. I, I know you do, but it's putting them on. Oh man, those are the easiest shoes to put on. Just whoop. Oh, you got the boas? Oh yeah, dude. I don't have boas. Absolutely. I've got like the roller skates. Oh, but they're like new, new. Yeah, I got the boas, man. I mean, my shoes are for like biking. They like go on my bike bike. Right. So yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to buy the ones with the whoop. With the boa. With the boa. The thing's great. I wish all shoes had that. I mean, it's tacky, but like. Get some Saucony switchbacks. But like, <laughs> to have my shoes just be like perfectly the correct amount of tight <laughs> that I want it at all times. Phenomenal. No notes. So you try to tie shoes. It's like, I got to kind of pull the thing and this, and then this one's loose. And then this one's loose. Do you ever find yourself heading into 2023, no longer denying yourself certain simple pleasures? Um, like I'll, what? I'll tell you mine. I, in the past month have started going to sleep every night, listening to ASMR. I've been doing that for five years. I know you've been doing it for a long time, <laughs> but it was a simple pleasure that like I would deny myself because especially if I was watching a YouTube video, this was like a weird self-conscious thing was like, I didn't want Emily to look over and be like, why are you watching a pretty girl pretend to touch your face? It's like, I mean, some of them are weird. Don't some get me of wrong. Them, some of them get, and <laughs> don't I, get me wrong. And I will say they get very, I don't, I don't love the sultry so much, but I do like whispers. I do. I like affirmations. I, I a have, lot. I have very specific needs when it comes to ASMR <laughs> needs, not needs. That but like, sounds sultry. No, not me. Okay. So like, I don't, I, you know, I'm not interested in like sand cutting. No, I, I or like, like, or like, I don't really even care about tapping. Tapping's it's it's not bad. the talking for me. Talking is good. Anytime so like, you're I, blowing out a speaker with something that you're putting against a Yeti microphone that typically does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I, it doesn't matter what the content of the video is, as long as it's got the right kind of sounds. Yeah. But then like sometimes I watch the videos and I'm like, okay, this is, this is, a this lot. is weird. <laughs> My wife is here. You've made it weird. Yeah, I'm laying in bed next to the person I love. There's a dog in between us who just... Ah. Yeah. This is how Pickle sleeps. Uh, what other simple pleasures will I not deny myself? So I'll be honest with you. I, I stopped denying myself simple pleasures like probably when my dad died. Because mm. it was like, I'm not going to cope otherwise. Mm -hmm. I just stopped asking myself, like, is it right or, to you know want to do this thing or not? Is it right to like... Are people going to care? I did my best to just stop caring whether or not other people cared. I also tried to just stop like worrying about like telling people things. I don't know. I'll tell you this one. This is a 2023 hobby that made my list was start an ASMR channel. But do you know what the problem with that is? What? I have to fucking do the TikTok thing. <laughs> I don't I know. To, I don't know that you do. I have to, I, I don't well, know I that you edit do. videos. I have to, yeah. I have to like, yeah. I, have to, I have to be a video production person. The problem, to, with, the problem with you doing ASMR is you have to, you're going to have to be up at like three o'clock in the morning. I know. Like making quiet noises in a room by yourself. I'll come back. So I had a, I had a great idea for an ASMR channel that I still um, uh, might follow through on. And it's a channel called ASMR Zard, where you do ASMR Pokemon playthroughs. Ooh. I love a good pun. I do love a good, that's a portmanteau. Yeah, that one. I love a good port wine. I do as well. I don't know if you're being truthful or not, but I do as well. They're like the dark reds, right? Yeah, like the dessert red. Yeah. Like Redvolution. No, this is not a port. No. This is a red blend. That's barely red. <laughs> yeah, this is it's cool with the light through it. Um, I think I think starting the ASMR channel would be fun. I think, I don't know. That's the thing is I feel like, and now that I'm expressing it here on the podcast, I feel like- You're going to have to commit to it. Like Tori is going to come Tori, up to me. Tori would. And Tori from like, Twitter. Oh my gosh, I would so watch it if you had an ASMR channel. Oh my God, like, I just noticed today, speaking of Tori Wood, Tori Wood, if you're watching this, this is going to, we're going to narrow cast as, as hard as possible here for a second. Tori Wood messaged me on Discord on November 18th. Oh no. <laughs> and I just saw it <laughs> this day. What's she want? She said, hey, how you been, man? It's been a while since we talked. That's very sweet of her. Yeah. One time, this is a true story, Rachel Bartholomew. She texted me when she got her first tattoo. And I think Tori. Oh, good for Tori. Yeah. I have a tattoo. Oh, I don't think the listeners oh, have seen it. Yeah. I have a B on my chest. Yeah, that blue does look cool. Isn't it sweet? Yeah. And orange. It's for bacon and eggs colors, but also Rebecca Eddowes. Rest in peace. Don't pour it out. I wasn't going to pour it out. Okay. God, I was doing a cheers. Because she know. wouldn't drink it. No. She wasn't much of a drinker. No. Ugh. Do you think Scrooge would visit you? So I was sitting here thinking about this movie, or th thinking during this movie. I was like, 
I would love for this to happen to me. I would love for this to happen to me. If if just like because like I don't particularly think I'm on like the wrong path. I I do my best. Um, gen- generally try to lead a you know life that I I would want to be remembered by. Um, I try my best to care about people, but like I would love. For three ghosts to come be like, okay, here's pr- a pretty simple answer of how to fix everything that's wrong with your life. Yeah, you kind of goofed it here. Here. So just don't do this again. Apologize to this person. Fix this thing. And then we'll be good. But if you don't do that. You're going to rot in hell forever. I did think this movie kind of took a dark turn where it was like, oh yeah, the eighth grader committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bold one. I was like, whoa. That was the one where I was like, oh, they just went for it. Okay. Put a little TW at the start of this movie. Yeah. But I mean, it's a Netflix movie, man. They can just do whatever. Apple TV. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I'm getting old enough in my life now that like I will sometimes say like, oh, it's it's a Netflix thing about just all things that originated on streaming. It's a YouTube original. <laughs> it's not a YouTube original. I saw this and then I watched the, the wine cone video. <laughs> Watch Rhett and Link's buddy system. And then I watched Vlogbrothers 2.0, Brotherhood 2.0. I watched Brotherhood 2.0 earlier this year. Nice. Yeah. Just like all of it. I listened to Balance in the car the other day. Nice. It's basically the same. It's not. I'm your dungeon master. I'm your best friend. I'm your root beer boy. Ragtime gal. <laughs> <laughs> the one I always think of is root beer boy. When he was like, I just drank a whole mess of root beer. Oh. <sighs> I want to play D&D more in 2023. I never would have guessed. Do you want to play D&D more in 2023? You play pretty regularly. You have like a podcast about that. Uh, yeah. I haven't played in a long time, but yeah. I like the characters we currently have. It's just, it's one of those things where like, it is something I always enjoy doing, but I never like yearn for it. Mm. Like ever. Anytime I listen to or watch a D&D podcast or show, I'm like, I have to do this. That's something I feel like I take shortcuts on is D&D is I always feel like I don't know my character well enough or i don't know the setting i'm dming well enough and then i feel like i get back into a corner and my players or dm suffer for it mm. as somebody who's dm for you i'm trying to think it's been a long time though i i was very very proud of merrick tea leaf i don't think i messed that one up very much he had a he had a very simple tick which was that like he's gonna tell the truth yeah you know, there wasn't yeah, like a lot of complex structure to merrick yeah uh when i think about Mick. You interrupt people is your biggest your biggest problem with D&D. Is that my biggest problem with this podcast? No. Okay. I think we've learned to talk over each other correctly in the past five years. <laughs> yeah, I would say you, not to like make yourself concert or anything, I don't necessarily think you should change this, but you do interrupt people a lot in D&D. I think like there were many times when I was D and D or DMing where you would just talk over me while I'm trying to like set a scene. Oh yeah. I believe that. Um, I also know that like I, a lot of times will go into, I think I will compensate for feeling ill-prepared by like leaning on my, my natural charisma, which has its own advantages in D and D, but I also think can be a disservice to players who lack that natural charisma. Yeah. I, I, I think I am probably a hard person to play D and D with for people that aren't charismatic. Yeah. And aren't like natural improvisers. I don't know if I'm that good at naturally improvising. I'd love to take like an improv class. Yeah, same. I, I, that's something I wish I'd done in college. It's something I wish I had like been involved with when we lived in a place where there was like a comedy scene and like, yeah, stuff like that. Cause if you want to do comedy here, you just got to tell dick jokes. I want to do, I want to do an, an open mic so bad. I want to, I want to try it. I want to try to do stand up. So my <laughs> thing with D and D is like, I don't think about a character for more than 30 seconds before I play him. I, I know this like, about you. And I will say this as somebody that plays D and D with you. Yeah. A lot of times between games, if you and I are both players, I will want to talk to you about our characters and you're like, yeah, I got nothing, man. I got, he's a guy he exists. And when I put his face on, He's there. Yep. I, I got, I got nothing. I got, no, I got and I'll nothing. be like, I wrote 80,000 words not, about the history. I could of, not, te- that game that we played with Beth, I could not tell you the name of my character. My either of them. My character's name is Mick Queen. You, I, I remember you called me an asshole when we played that game. And I got so annoyed at you, like in real life, that I made a snap character decision <laughs> about it. I didn't call you an asshole in real life. I called you an asshole in the game. No, I know you did, but I got annoyed with you in real life about it. Cause I was like, he's just not like listening or understanding what I'm going for here. So I'm just going to change the thing that I'm doing and, and turned my character into like an active thief in that moment. That was so good. I've even thought about your character since then. And I, there was a moment in that game where you used two mage hands at the same time. And I was like, how can we play that into his character that there is like a, like an odd job type character, like a, like a henchman almost. 
that he has kind of lurking in the shadows. <laughs> to do the second mage hand. To do the second mage hand. <laughs> How can we play that into the story? Yeah. Because you can only do one mage hand. Yeah. But like I, and this is my other problem as a player character is I just, I DM pretty loosely. So I impose that on the DM as a player character sometimes. I mean, you do the same thing Um, where I will just assume that my DM is going with rule of cool when it doesn't actually matter because I won't usually do it. Like I'm not going to use two mage hands in combat. Right, right. Right. But when I'm, when I'm, I'm trying to, to high five somebody with one hand and drink champagne with the other hand, like, but I think like, in it's my just mind, more fun to say the thing and my let mind, somebody stop me in my mind. That still enhances the situation of like, if we find out down the line that he had this henchman working for him, yeah, you know, like that colors the story yeah. so much more. And that's why he never does it in combat because yeah. the henchman doesn't fight. Yeah. I thought about that guy for literally 30 seconds. <laughs> Patty Paddington. Uh, I could tell you a lot about the world I created for the Duck World. The Duck World. The Duck World. The the oh god, I can't think of the freaking name. Foul Water. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with. I mean, obviously there's not anything wrong with that. Like that's how you tell a good story, and then like but the problem with Foul Water was I created this setting, and I I can picture it in my brain. I know a lot about it. I have I have a hard time with NPCs. You that, remember? I think is something I really need to work. Do you remember Maple Story? That's what I imagined foul water looks like. Is because with the first mission we did was we fought a bunch of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So I imagined like the mushrooms from Maple Story. Mm. That is not what I pictured. Although that that's good. So like I, I legitimately the whole time we were playing that game, it was like it was a combination of that and you remember like the tree village in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. That combined with Maple Story. So the way I had pictured it, that's a good way to describe it. I think that. I can very easily see how you came to that. I pictured a lot more Klaus. I mean, that makes sense. Because it was a male academy. Yeah. Um, yeah, w- actually, I, it, it had been long enough since I watched Klaus and we played that game that it didn't occur to me. And then I watched Klaus like a week ago and I was like, this reminds me of uh, Postmaster's of, Academy. Of the, yeah. <laughs> of Puddles. Water. Reminds me of Puddles. Puddles. Puddles the bartender. I love Puddles the bartender. I think about him a lot. Uh, that's, a, that's a character I'm proud to have created. I... So basically what I do, my entire character creation is to come up with a voice and let the voice talk. <laughs> and so people will like ask me, because you know, I was on a D&D podcast. People will be like, how did you come up with XYZ for Ben Allen Roth? And I'm like, he just talks. Like, it, it sounds crazy to say that, but it's like, I don't, I just, he, I stop talking and he talks. Like, he's there. He's just I'm there. there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go watch that, that inside the actor studio when they're talking to all the Simpsons actors and James Lipton's like, is Lisa here? Can I speak to Lisa? I'm like, this is the corniest thing ever. And then somebody would come up, would come up to be like, can I talk to Ben Allen Roth right now? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Let He's me just, here. let me just, ahem. hey, it's me, Ben Allen Roth. <laughs> hey, it's me, Chewbacca from the Star Wars. Listen, I'm like a fucking douchebag from New York. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Is that who Ben Allen Roth was? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh. I know he's a Broadway actor. Or like he was a disgraced Broadway actor. Yeah. Yeah. Bar. Yeah. That was his, that was his stage name. Ben Allen Roth. Yeah. What was his real name? Michael LaGuardia D'Amato. Wow. Yeah. LaGuardia like the airport? LaGuardia like the airport. Because <laughs> <laughs> his granddad was friends of Firo L. LaGuardia. Ah. And he uh, grew up in Brooklyn and then uh, moved to Manhattan to go to NYU and like pretended he was from Cleveland. D&D. Po- I'd like to do a D&D podcast. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. But I, um, I, I know how much work you did for uh, LTTP and I, the, the thought of imposing that on somebody. It, let me... <laughs> <laughs> Editing a D&D podcast, that's a lot of fucking work. Like, there's no way around it. Like, it's four, five, six people talking. Like, it's a lot. The episodes we did with Brennan, when, like, Scott was still around and it was plus Brennan Lee Mulligan, that was six people. It's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of people. I space everything out, make sure nobody's I talking still can't over believe- each other. Some days I still cannot believe I got to do that. That, th- I mean, that is literally, like... That's like catching a, that is the equivalent of like going out and catching a, f- a football with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like I had Brendan Lee Mulligan making decisions for his character based around decisions I made for my character. Right. Did you know Gardner Minshew is starting for the Eagles this week? No shit. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is, is. I know he's, I didn't know he's out. I, I uh, didn't know Gardner Minshew ended up there. Yeah. God. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate the Eagles. You know what? Actually, uh, this is going to be a few minutes of football talking, then we'll wrap the episode. You don't watch the NFL right now, so you don't care. Um, the NFL is using its status as an entertainment industry to blackball Dan Snyder, which I think is a smart move. Yeah. But also, I hate. And they blatantly called the game against us on Sunday night, which is... St- I know they've given us a few games this season, so I can't complain. Uh, 
but basically what they've done is they've joined. Yeah, I saw this. a lot of really salty Commanders fans after this game. I, I'm they're not, not fixing games. They are absolutely. They're not fixing, fixing games. games. They're fixing. Uh, they fixed games for us, and I've seen. They're it not happen. fixing games, Tyler. Yes, th this is exactly what it's they're been a hundred years, man. They're not fixing games. This is exactly what they they will do anything to get Dan Snyder out. And I'm I'm with that. Get rid of Dan Snyder. They have put us in a position where the team that is going to lose their playoff spot is the Commanders in favor of the Lions. Are the Lions close enough that if they the, can make the playoffs? God, the NFC sucks this they're year. They're a half game behind us. Holy hell, the NFC is bad this year. Man. Tom Brady, this is my Tom Brady's going to make the playoffs at like 6 and 10. 6 and 10, yeah. yeah. My 6 and 11. My theory is that Tom Brady is throwing games. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's throwing games because this is my theory. In 2011, the Giants were the first team in Super Bowl history to win the Super Bowl with a negative point differential on the season. They scored 396 points. They had 400 points scored against them throughout the season. Yeah. They went nine and seven. So Tom Brady wants to be card. on the best team to win the Super Bowl and then the worst team to win the Super Bowl? Yes. I think Tom <laughs> I Brady wants that. to be on the worst team to win the Super I Bowl. I can see that. Um, and and like, they did it in 2011 or 2012, I guess, is when the game happened. Yeah. They, play, they were playing the Patriots. Well, I mean, because all he's got to do is get in to the playoffs. Like yeah. NFC South, yeah, he's fine. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> it's like he he doesn't need to win games in the regular season. He just needs to get into the playoffs, right? Because once he gets in the playoffs, I mean, he can just be Tom Brady, right? If like you watch Bucks lowlights from this season, which I would call the opposite of highlights. They're throwing games. Mike Evans is dropping wide open passes. Mike Evans, an elite receiver, an elite receiver. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the Gio Bernard interview? After he, I don't know, messed up a fake punt and like did the Marshawn Lynch, like I'm just here so I won't get fined thing where they were like, it was, I guess it was one of the first games he's played all season and didn't want to, really want to talk to the, the reporters because they were like catching him as he was leaving. And he was like, man, y'all ain't talked to me all season. Why do you want to talk to me now after I mess up the fake punt? And one reporter goes, well, you were injured all season. What should we talk to you about? And but it, which is like fair. But she was a real dick to him. And so he just goes, listen, fake punt was a miscommunication. That's on me. And they start asking him more and more questions. He just goes, it's all my fault. It's on me. It's my fault. It's on me. Hey, it's my fault. Hey, hey, that's my Hey, that's my fault. It's on me for like three straight minutes. Just standing wow. there looking the camera dead in the face like. That's my fault. So, like, yeah, if, if you tell me the Bucks are throwing games, I I could absolutely believe that. I believe the Bucks are throwing games. I believe if the Commanders don't make if if everything stays the same right now, but the Lions edge out the Commanders in the playoffs, all three uh, three other NFC East teams will be in the playoffs. The wild card would be Cowboys, Giants, Lions. I think that's rigged. I mean, it's not unheard of though. Like all four teams in a division to make the playoffs. Not all four. But three, yeah, that's normal. Three. Well, yeah, I mean, that's your job is three making it. But I think the whole point is that the commanders have this amazing comeback season. How can, wait, th all four can't make the playoffs. Yeah, there's three wild card spots. Oh, that's new. No. Yes. Or there's. Yes, that's new, Tyler. If there's three wild card spots, that's new. There's. There's six positions from each division. No, there's seven. That's new. Because there's a first week bye. Okay, that's new. Not that new. It's new as of last year, maybe. Mm. Yes, sir. 100%. No, because the top seed gets a buy. The top two seeds get a buy. The last time I watched football, like, which was, I guess, the 2021 playoffs, the, the playoffs that happened in 2020, at the end of the 2020 season. I'll tell you one thing. If, if Jalen Hurts plays football, Eagles win the Super Bowl. 45 to zero. No way. Fucking Brock Purdy. Let's go. Dude, 49ers. As, as, uh -uh. Dude's winning. I know he was going to win games. He's the next Brady. He's going to win games. He'll, he'll get the Super Bowl next season. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win a third ring from the bench <laughs> from the bench. No, the last time I watched football like properly was the, the playoffs at the end of the 2020 season. And there were six teams from each conference. Like it's been my entire life. Well, there are seven teams from each conference. So that is new as of last year. Okay. Don't expect me to know that off the top of my head is the point I'm making. All four NFC East teams are in. as of So today. then it is unheard of because it could not have happened two years ago. And because there was the year that the every everybody in the um, everybody in the NFC South made it except the Bucks. It was Saints, Panthers, Falcons in the playoffs. The Panthers can make the playoffs. They're a game back. No way. On the Bucks. Okay. So they could they could they could beat Tom Brady. They could <laughs> knock Tom Brady out. I mean, I don't even know who they have playing quarterback. Sam Darnold, maybe. I don't know. Playing quarterback in, in Carolina. Carolina. Sam Darnold sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Colin Kaepernick. One maybe. of those USC guys. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this has been Bacon and Eggs. This is a fun show. I hope you liked it. Come back next week. We'll, we'll still be here. Our music is by Andrew. Do you remember Johnny Manziel? Yeah, I remember Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Our uh, graphics are by Vaishan. Our editing is by Ethan. Our Riz is by Tyler. Our
By me. Merry Christmas. That's the end of the episode. Merry Chris. Stop. Stop. What's up, TikTok? Define Riz. It's short for charisma. Is it? Yes. I did not know that. Did not know that. Yeah. Got that one for you. What's your charisma stat? Like you personally. Uh what is the standard allocation? You get an 18. I don't I've never used a standard allocation. What you roll? Yeah. You. Yeah. I think I think charisma would be my highest stat. I think the first time I I, I used a standard allocation for whatever my character's in Barney something in the game we play with Beth. And that was the first time I ever done it. I always do it. I don't want to roll. Sounds, I roll. Sounds like work. I don't want to roll in a game. I attack. I hit. <laughs> you want to roll a game, but you don't want to play the game. I do want to play the you game. You just want to say stuff. No, I just write a book. <laughs> I do. I do want to write a book. I want to get better at writing. That's what D and D without the dice is. It's just writing. I do want to get more into writing. Storytelling too. That's on my hobby list. And I've been doing. I've been writing by. So that's hand. what I didn't want to say was that's my New Year's resolution is to actually finish a book in 2023. I don't want to finish a book. I just want to write. I, I don't do enough of that. Of like these are words that that I don't have to put on paper. Yeah. I want to finish a book in 2023. I believe in you. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you. Mwah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You old building and loan. Happy holidays. Happy. Those are the two things that I say. Yep. I send emails at work and I say, happy holidays. This is Tyler. And people often respond, Merry Christmas, Tyler. And I feel like it's like, are you trying to get at me with something? No, I think at this point, it's just say the thing that you want to say. I'm not mad. Say whatever you want. Yeah, like I feel like they're mad that I said happy holidays. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they are just saying Merry Christmas because that's the thing they want to say. I, I mean, yeah, I don't like start a fight mid email chain. Like what? what is that supposed to mean? Merry Christmas. Yeah, it means Merry Christmas. It means Merry Christmas. I'm celebrating Christmas, but I, I did feel weird. I was sending out emails. That was not anything I expected to happen. I was sending out emails the first day of Hanukkah. And I was like, happy holidays. I feel like today I can I'm going to forget to fix that before, because we won't record again until next year. Are you going to be probably gone next week? I'll be gone next Tuesday. Yeah. Deuces.